Another beautiful night in Delray Beach as we wrap up action from all across the globe. Welcome to TC Live, your half-hour post-game show with highlights, expert analysis, and all the latest news from the tennis world. Here's what's on the way. Naomi Osaka taking a big step in her return. What she did for the first time in two years to get some revenge on the woman who knocked her out in Australia. Plus, back on his favorite indoor hard courts, Felix Auger-Aliassime flashed some excellent form in a couple tie breaks to take his opener in Rotterdam. And it's reunited, double LP world excited, not Wu-Tang Clan, but our dynamic duo of Coco Vandaway and Prakash Amitraj back together this week for TC Live and perhaps some taste testing. Let's go. Welcome into our studios in Santa Monica, California. The squad is back. Steve Weissman, Coco Vandaway, Prakash Amitraj. We started the year, December 28th, 2023, and now we're back. How we doing? How we feeling? I missed you guys. I've missed you guys. <laughs> I've, I've missed you guys, too. You always keep it real. Weissman, have you left? Do you, <laughs> you have a bed in the back? <laughs> no, no, no. This guy has done almost every single day of 24, and uh, you've been killing it, bro. You've been leading us all. I uh, appreciate that, but it's good to be back with the two guys. United Cup went really well, yep. right? We, I mean, that seems so long ago at this point. Yeah, I mean, look, that's the beauty of the tennis schedule. You know, <laughs> we got so many tournaments every single week. I, I, we, we're in are we April now. What are... No, we're not. We're in February. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I mean, quite honestly, I could care less about the tennis. I've missed both your beautiful faces. Oh. I, I missed you guys in Australia. I got the sun for you, so you know, Steve's looking a little pale. Prakash, you always look great. And I'm just, I'm just. I was gonna say, tell right me now. more, but maybe not. I mean... <laughs> yeah, well, you can call me a lot of things. You can't call me pale. Pale <laughs> is the new tan, Coco. Always slather on that sunscreen. That's for sure. All right, we love a good rematch. Let's take you back. Remember this, Naomi Osaka made her return to Grand Slam Tennis in Melbourne, had a tough draw, facing top 20 player Caroline Garcia. Garcia never faced a break point, went on to win in straight sets. But guess what? Less than a month later, the tennis gods would give Osaka a shot at revenge, playing in the first round of Doha. Osaka looking for her first top 50 win in nearly two years, Coco, and her return of serve was cooking. I mean, revenge is a dish better served cold, and Osaka was ice cold. And I mean that in a good way, of just ruthless against Garcia. She was coming out, returning so well. And when you're playing big hitting tennis, first serve, first strike, it's how you handle the second serves. And Osaka was just so relentless. Garcia was trying her best to get her off balance by trying to come in off of these returns, just trying to throw off Naomi's rhythm. But Naomi was locked in. She's been getting better and better each match, her movement has improved, her tenacity has improved, and she is a champion through and through and showed the class in this match all the way to the end. Went three for three on break points, hit six aces of her own, only dropped five points on first serve as Naomi Osaka moves on in straight sets. Being down a break in the first set to come back and then take out a top seed like Caroline. Yeah, I mean, um, it was really tough today, but um, I don't know. I also felt really inspired because I haven't been here in a while and um, just to see everyone out here and I saw a lot of Haitian flags and Japanese flags. So um, I just wanted to say thank you. It means a lot to me and it's, it's really nice to play in front of everybody, so. Great to see Osaka get that win. Coco talked about the movement and the tenacity. What big improvements did you see from Osaka today compared to that match in Melbourne? Well, I think it's all related, but the movement leads to 
great execution mm. out there. I mean, Garcia is one of the most aggressive players out there. She's always the one looking to be on the front foot. She's always the one looking to get to the net. And as you saw there, it was Osaka. She was inside the baseline, pummeling away on those returns, keeping Garcia on the back foot, not allowing her to move forward. When Naomi is able to play off that front foot tennis, that's when she's untouchable. And at, at this stage in the women's game, when you see the big hitters, the Sabalenkas, Fiantes, Rubakinas, all up there at the top, Coco as well, you, you really got to be able to play aggressive tennis. You're not going to be able to be able to play defensive. So I love to see if she can keep this up. She's going to be in that conversation really soon. Yes, and she's going to have a first, a really tough time this next match. She's coming back, back-to-back -back matches. That's always really difficult in the recovery sense of everything. But I couldn't agree more with you, Prakash. It is so great to see Naomi moving as well as she is and hitting on the move and hitting with power. I mean, we saw Serena do it for the whole length of her career of how well she was able to have that athleticism, that strength, and it'll only keep improving in Naomi. She is such a great champion, such a great athlete that the more matches she gets, and she's trying to play more matches this year, she will only get better and better, and these players better watch out at the top of the game. She starts getting those matches under her belt. She's going to be unstoppable towards the end of the tournaments. Yep. Petra Martic is that next opponent for Naomi Osaka. Looking forward to that one, but you saw that reaction at the end. It, it means a lot for her to get that win. Meantime, how about the world number one, Iga Sviantek? She returns to Doha as the two-time defending champion, one of five women who've won the singles title here twice, can become the first to take the trophy three times. In fact, she'd be the first woman with a three-peat since Serena in Miami. Starting off against a player she has never lost a set to, Prakash, in Serana Kirstea, and the Iga Bakery was back in business. Well, listen, she didn't get even close to dropping a set this time either. First set. Nice and comfortable. I, I just I love seeing Iga inside that baseline. She creates so sure. much time, but is still able to create so much power even when she's rushing the ball. Takes that first set 6-1, second set very much a lot of the same. Crushing balls off of both sides. Her forehand, it's such a heavy shot, but when she starts flattening it out on that side and the backhand side, it just becomes one of those situations where it's, where do you go? Top of that, you see Iga sliding so well, moving the ball so well, tracking balls down so well. There wasn't anything Crisea would do. Can a, can, can a brother get some strawberry jam for these breadsticks over here? One on one. A <laughs> little butter, a little strawberry jam. Uh, Sviatek nearly perfect on her serve. She's now won nine straight matches, 15 straight sets in Doha, going for that three-peat. Uh, yesterday, we saw some sorcery in Transylvania. Dracula did not return, but for the first time in four years, Karolina Pliskova was back in the winner's circle. The former world number one beat Anna Bogdan to win her 17th career title. Pliskova didn't drop a set all week. And take a look at this. Our friend Bastian Fashan tweeted out her itinerary over the last 24 hours. Won that title 7 p.m. Sunday. All right. Catches the flight to Doha at 10 p.m. And then lands in Doha about eight hours later. You fast forward the time as well. And then it's Monday at 7.30 p.m. Steps on court against Anna Kalinskaya in Doha. Uh, indoor tennis to outdoor. Different tennis balls as well, Coco. What a 24 hours. I mean, this is definitely really difficult to do for any tennis player, no matter the distance traveled, the time traveled. She's lucky she finished in Romania as quickly as she did to be able to catch that flight. But you could see <laughs> it in this first set. She really looked flat against Kalinskaya. She really wasn't coming out, hitting her shot. She was, you know, fiddling with her racket, trying to get the tension right. That's always really difficult. But in the second set, she really fought through and made Kalinskaya start moving around, not just laterally, but short into the court. And Kalinskaya was not moving back up towards the baseline. And come this third set, 
The airs just started to come off the Kalinskaya racket. I mean, she just started making so many airs back and forth and just never really had a good fight in this third set. 19 aces for Pliskova comes from a set down, saves 13 break points. She deserves a little bit of a rest. Uh, the ATP's first 500 level event of the year kicking off in Rotterdam. Lorenzo Musetti taking on the hometown kid, Talon Greekspore. This match, Prakash, had a bit of everything. Yeah, it certainly did. Musetti playing this year, a new father. So he's coming in with a different perspective into, into this season. Got off, the got off to a great start here. Ooh. Got off a break. Flipped the net there, but takes the first set. Second set, Greekspore started finding some really fantastic form. He's played great indoor tennis. End of last year, played that fantastic oh, match with Novak Djokovic in the Paris indoors. Showing some big fire there, taking a tight breaker. Third set, down a couple match points. Saves the first one with an ace. Things could have gotten a little bit dicey here, but some really great execution. Finds his way into the front side of the court. Able to put away this forehand volley. Saves the second match point, using the crowd, trying to get behind him. Musetti a little bit frustrated. And it was Griegspool who played a fantastic breaker here. Musetti missing his trademark shot. That beautiful backhand of his. Even he himself can't believe it. But it's Griegspool in the front court. Getting the job done yet again with a beautiful ball. Mm, 19 aces for Greek Sport. He loves that home cooking. 12 and 1 at home since the start of the 2023 season. How about Felix Oje Aliassim, one of three former champions in the draw? All five of his titles have come indoors, taking on Maxime Cressy, who has not won a tour level match since last July. Well, kid's a beast, Felix Oje Aliassim, especially indoors, as you said. Cressy, though, even though he hasn't won a match indoors, I don't want to play Cressy indoors. Both players doing a really good job protecting their serve, but it was Felix who just had a few more looks. Again, here, putting that return down, finding his way into a backhand pass. Great coverage there from Cressy to stave it off. But these kind of points, though, you give Felix too many shots from the back on the return, he's going to be able to find his way in, as he did in that first set breaker. Second set breaker, though, Cressy had a couple of set points, not able to close it out on his serve. It was Felix, so again, found his way in to the return, got a few more balls in play. Things went down to the wire here. Eight all, Cressy, forehand, middle of the court, but it was Felix, little, little shank, shank you very much. <laughs> Goes over Cressy's head. He's like, was it in, was it out? I'll take it, and uh, certainly take the double. Match point up. Yeah, so the margins were very small. I had luck on my side in the end. Our hot shot coming from this match later on the show. 44 and 11 on indoor hard courts since 2022. So let's take a look at this. 28 in the world, Felix Ogiali seems six and four on the year, made the semifinals in Montpellier. Is this just an indoor hard court thing, or is he really finding his form right now? Well, it definitely is always easier when you're playing indoors to find your rhythm, to find your tenacity in there because everything is so much cleaner. You don't have bad bounces. The ball sounds so much better indoors. I always enjoyed coming off of really tough bouts to come indoors because my game just felt so much easier to be able to see and feel what was going wrong because everything happens so quickly. I think Felix had some bumps in the road, but I think he's a great champion and he'll bounce back and he has that fight and the drive to do it. Hmm. Well, what did you say there, Weissman? 28, 28 in the world yeah. right now? That, 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 that doesn't sound right. That is not the number that belongs to Felix Ogiali-Asim. This kid is a top 10 player, and when he's playing at his best, he's challenging for the biggest events in the world against, against whoever he plays. He's got every shot in the book. He's been up and down last year. I don't mind the fact that he's finding his form indoors. That's where he plays his best tennis, so if he can find it here, 
I think he can keep that momentum and continue it into the into the uh, spring swing. We certainly hope so because he is a guy that should be in the top 10 100%. consistently and, and be competing for Masters 1000 titles and hopefully at some point Grand Slam titles as well. A lot more to get to on the show. More highlights from all across the world. Plus, the next Super Bowl in the tennis world about three months away, but Sir Andy Murray putting his finest cardigan on to provide some perspective on America's Super Bowl could spark some bad blood. And as we continue our celebration of Black History Month, we honor the legendary coach John Wilkerson. It is a story you don't want to miss. More than a tennis player, more than a teammate, more than a coach. John Wilkerson has impacted countless lives with his kindness, leadership, and wisdom. Born in San Antonio, Wilkerson didn't pick up a tennis racket until the age of 16 because he didn't think it was a manly sport. But he soon came to understand the mental and physical toughness the sport required. But his true legend would take root in coaching. Wilkerson served as the head teaching pro at McGregor Park in Houston, where he expanded the game by offering free lessons. At a time when most paying students were white, Wilkerson's gesture opened the doors for a more diverse collection of players, like Wilkerson's star protégés, Zena Garrison and Laurie McNeil. Garrison and McNeil both rose to top 10 world rankings and partnered with Wilkerson to expand tennis opportunities in the Houston area through the Zena Garrison Academy. The lives Wilkerson has touched can be partly measured by the long list of accolades he has earned, including the 1979 Lloyd Sessions Educational Merit Award, the USTA's 2014 Team USA Coaching Legend Honor, and inductions into the Black Tennis Hall of Fame, the Texas Black Sports Hall of Fame, and the Texas Tennis Hall of Fame. But he believes his greatest reward is seeing the success of the kids he coached and mentored. Wilkerson's accomplishments don't just represent him, they represent all the lives he's touched along the way. Thank you, Nick. Did not pick up a racket till he was 16. That is inspiration for anyone, that you can achieve greatness at any point in life. Zena Garrison got to four in the world. Lori McNeil, nine in the world. Our Black History Month features are available at TennisChannel.com. And the celebration continues Tuesday with another tribute. Still ahead on today's show, a couple former major champs playing their first rounders in the Golden Swing. See if their results could shine as well. Prakash, Coco, Steve back on TC Live. All the stars back in the desert. It's called Tennis Paradise for a reason. Indian Wells, California. Elena Rabakina, Carlos Alcaraz, your returning champs, and so are we. Complete first ball to last ball live coverage of the VNP Paribas Open on Tennis Channel with daily bonus coverage on T2. The action begins Wednesday, March 6th. Meanwhile, the Golden Swing continues in Buenos Aires. Former U.S. Open champ Marin Cilic taking on Laszlo Gera Prakash. Find his way back up the ranking, still as passionate as ever. Marin Cilic comes back here, takes the opening set, but wasn't able to find great form after that. It was Jera who was pushing Chilich around the court here, making a move, movement still a little bit shaky. It was that knee that Chilich had to do a lot of work on to be able to work his way back to a point where he can really compete at this level. Jera takes the second set 6-3 and gets off to a brilliant start here in the third set. Doesn't really let up. You can see Chilich having to guess there, not able to really commit and go after his movement. Jera kind of races away with it exposing that movement over and over again. 
A lot of drop shots in play. Can we take it? The Jera up there only dropped two points on his serve in the third set. Gets his first career win over Marin Cilic, another major champ in Argentina as well. How about Stan the Man Vavrenka making his first appearance in South America since 2013, facing Pedro Cachin. Talk about another guy who's found great passion still into his late 30s. It was Cachin, though, who was able to come in and take the first set, a little bit more aggressive in that first set breaker. But look, when Stan is able to start flattening out his forehand, I think that's when he is playing his best tennis. We all know how sensational that backhand is. But when he's moving well and really stepping inside the baseline and taking out that forehand, that's, that's tough for his opponent. Right there, crushes the inside-out forehand, takes the second set convincingly, 6-1. Third set, same thing. Backhand is able to give it a lot of pace, but it's that forehand that was doing a lot of the damage. Able to get a break early, lots of fire, but let, 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 let's not get crazy here. I mean, he is still Mr. Backhand. That is a thing of power and beauty. Ten aces saved all five break points, broke five times. Last time Stan was in Buenos Aires, he made the final 11 years ago. And back to Doha we go. Paula Bedosa got ready for this week by training with her boyfriend, Stefano Tsitsipas Coco. Her first match with Ashlyn Kruger uh, went over a couple days. Yes, there was a bit of a rain delay in this match, but this first set was all Paula. She was coming out, striking the ball so well. Ashlyn is a very big hitter and very tough to get off balance. But if you're going to do it, you've got to pick on that forehand side of Kruger. That forehand can definitely create a lot of airs. And Paula doing such a great job of just staying in this match, weathering the storm. Kruger coming out hot towards the end of the second set, just really continuing to take it to Paula. She was fighting tooth and nail for every single point. But this is the third set, and this is where it creates those moments for the championship-type players, the players that have been there before. And those are the moments that really Ashlyn needs to work on to be able to keep progressing through the WTA rankings. Good to see Paula Bedosa, fourth win of the year, faces Layla Fernandez in the next round. Let's take a look now at our Monday tennis headlines. Reaching the summit, Sumit Nagal. Top 100 debut, Prakash, 10th Indian player to reach the top 100. Had literally less than $1,000 in his bank account and outside the top 500 at one point last year. Wanted to give it up, got some help from various sponsor sources, dug his heels in, has Somdev Devarman in his ear, trying to keep him motivated and, and work him up the rankings as well. They formed a beautiful team, great picture of all of them as he claimed this challenger title. And what a beautiful story. Life is now completely changed. Speaking of history, Triple Z, Zhang Zhizhen, first Chinese man to win a tour-level doubles title, and Iga Sviantec joining the 90-plus wine club. 90 weeks at number one in the world. Let's enter the social net. Andy Murray sharing his dry wit with the world after the Chiefs' Super Bowl 58 victory over the Niners said, congrats to Taylor Swift on winning the Super Bowl. Mm. A stunning performance, Coco. Uh, brutal, brutal. I mean, good job for Andy being the first one to, to <laughs> throw the popcorn out there, but... You know, it's, it, it was a great Super Bowl. I enjoyed it. I, I listened to most of it on the radio because I was driving up here to L.A. But it was really great to see Casey come back. Unfortunately, well, fortunately for you guys, but unfortunately for me, I was a Niners. So, you know, I'm, I'm a little sad. Mm. I'm a little sad. Listen I, I, listen, I love to see champions do what they do. And in those final moments, I mean, Patty Mahomes was so, so cool and calm, under composure. So it was, it was, it was so thrilling, especially the, the second half of the game. But... Um, 
I got, I got to give Andy a little, a little get him, King, for that tweet. I mean, that's a, you know, Andy doesn't mind. You know, he threw, he threw a little shade on the game, threw, had a little fun, even though he doesn't watch the sport as much. I love it. I, I, you know me and Andy Murray. I'm just a huge fan. Andy Murray and social media is a true love story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? Listen, and the, the halftime show, everybody loved that. We, we saw Serena tweeting about it, Roddick tweeting about it. Here's Jesse Pagula. Gave it a 10 out of 10. Loves Usher bringing out Lil John. How about Luda? Iconic. Alicia Keys. I, I mean, it was, that was one of the, the best halftime shows, Prakash, I've seen in a while. The, the, the guests were exceptional, but I, I got to give the best sort of effort of the night for Usher's wardrobe changes. Mm. I mean, at one point, he went in, he threw on the whole blue, he had custom J's on. Before he threw the custom J's, he the had skates? the skates. The skates. I mean, you're going to do the Usher moves <laughs> on the skates. And yo, uh, listen, in front of all those people, you're feeling yourself so much, you just rip off the white beater, I mean, you start dancing with your pants and nothing else on. Uh, that's some confidence, and I am not mad at you. He's, he's taking a page out of your book, Prakash, out there, getting, mm. getting the shirt off, getting ready to go, but if no one has downloaded all these songs on LimeWire and put viruses on your home computer, you are too young to know who these people are. <laughs> and everyone, this was a, one of my favorites that I've seen in a while. I mean, I, this was a great show from Usher. 10 out of 10, couldn't agree more with Jess Pagula. Ursher, baby. Ursher. <laughs> Come on, Weisman. Come on. <laughs> Let's take a look at our Tuesday schedule. Getting it kicked off from Rotterdam, 5 a.m. Eastern, Doha, Buenos Aires, Delray Beach. And then the gang is back for TC Live, 10 p.m. Eastern. Hot shot of the day on the way. Don't go anywhere. Vandaway, arbitrage, Weissman back on TC Live. Hot shot of the day back to Rotterdam. Forgot. Well, I mean, it was a beautiful serve and volley point from Cressy. Drops a big first serve, carves this nice little forehand drop volley, but Hussein Bolt, that was some speed from Felix Oje Aliassim. Not only is he able to get the wheels to get there, but some lovely handwork to curve it around the doubles alley, scoop it in. The very rare winner gets our hot shot of the day. Normally Love it's the loser of the match. Love when that happens. It's the best, right? You get the best shot, you get the win as well. All right, here are our featured matches for center court on a Tuesday. Coco Goff in action. Elena Rabakina, Naomi Osaka, Sebi Korda taking on Alex Dimonor. That's one I've got my eyes on. Uh, we also have Emilio Nava, Marco Skiron. Let's break down some of these matches right now and start with Coco Goff, who was tweeting about Ursher on skates. During the match, uh, this is her first match since the Australian Open where she made the semifinals. I don't know if she's going to come out on skates, but what do you expect to see from Coco? Well, it's going to be going up on a Tuesday, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, we got we to keep the music references going. Coco has no idea what LimeWire is, but that's okay. We will <laughs> forgive her for that. This is going to be a really tough contest for Sinyakova. It's, it's going to be a tough matchup. She's not leading the head-head. Coco has it 5-1 right now, and Coco really needs to keep that momentum that she created from the end of last year. The Australian Open, I would say, was kind of a disappointment in my books for Coco Goff. She really didn't have the firepower, didn't have the next gear to get forward through that Grand Slam. We want to see Coco contending for these Grand Slams. And yes, that is selfish and, and definitely we want more from her and we expect more from her. And that's always going to be a tough contest, but it's just keep the building blocks going. Keep it all in perspective for Coco Goff coming up in this first round match. All right, on the men's side, Alex Demon or Sevi Corda, 1-1 head-to-head. Both of those matches super close. What do you think will make the difference? Well, listen, in, in these kind of indoor conditions, Corda's, Corda's absolutely brilliant, but uh, I, I'm, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, Demonor just because of the way he started. I mean, he cracked the top 10 for the first time earlier this year, was brilliant, and United Cup had some spectacular wins, including that win over Djokovic. And um, 
you know, he's made it very clear last year. He's told us several times that, you know what, I really feel like I'm that, I, I'm part of that group that can squeeze into the top 10, that can challenge for these big titles. He has got belief in spades, and I'm actually looking for him to continue the momentum he started beginning of this year, make a jump this year. I, I think Corda's got what it takes to make top 10 as well. Absolutely. We'll, we'll see if he, I, I agree. He, he can keep building on that. Uh, we're going off menu for the next one. We got the 19-year-old American Alex Mickelson in action. A couple years ago, he was playing Clay Court Nationals in Delray Beach. Last year, had just cracked the top 500. Now he's number 75 in the world, 19-year-old. Yeah. He's taking on Tanasi Kokonakis, who just qualified today. But for Alex Mickelson, what have you made of the way he has kind of progressed to this point in his career? Well, that's the whole thing about being a young American coming up is, is managing the progression steps. You have to really take kind of your lumps here and there. You're going to be on the Challenger Tour more times than not. But these are the opportunities you need to capitalize on. You got got into this tournament, you have an opportunity, especially against a qualifier. These are big moments to be able to get that first couple ATP points under your belt, to have the confidence of going through these ATP events, getting into the second round, and then hopefully who knows what will happen because as we all know, youth is exuberant and they can definitely show a lot of might and power when it gets going in their direction. We've seen it time and time again through all these young Americans coming up. And once you see it happen, you're ready to do it yourself. So hopefully we can see some action from this young American. Tanasi's a really fun player to watch. He's got a lot of uh, exciting shots uh, from an audience perspective, but I just think him and Mickelson are at different stages momentum-wise in their careers. Mickelson is like a rocket shooting up. He was brilliant at Newport last year and just kept building on that. I don't think there's a surface, perhaps Clay maybe his worst surface, but he's so brilliant on these hardcore surfaces, the grass court surfaces. And I think with this off season now, topped after the season he had last year. I think he's going to come out hot this year, continue to move up. We're looking for a top 50 move. Looking forward to your call with Petch on that match Absolutely. tomorrow. And uh, before we go, quick shout out, Oklahoma State women's tennis team. They beat Michigan today to win their first ITA national indoors title. Well done. Go Pokes. They're actually hosting the NCAAs in May. So look forward to that. Naomi Osaka, big win today. Got her revenge against Caroline Garcia back in action. You can see her against Petra Martich tomorrow. Thanks for watching TC Live. We will see you tomorrow.